everybody. Welcome to episode 238 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Cecilia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. How are you? We're, we have just uh, completed... Why are you screaming? What? Sorry. Jesus. Oh, because I'm excited. I know. I'm excited. We we finished the first coat of paint in the office pantry. Mm. <laughs> so we live in a very strange house. So yeah. rooms have to double because it's half pantry, half office. It's very very tiny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much that. I don't think there's anything in the news. I don't think any. I don't think James Cameron has said anything. He particularly did actually. Stupid. I saw oh, something. And I was like, I got to read go. this to see what, so I can let you know. All right. He had said. Uh, I almost, mean, it wasn't anything. Almost big. made it a week. Yeah. He had said, you know, about um, Avatar making money. and I- I'm misquoting him. You know, this is basically what he said. I'm not, this isn't verbatim. But he said, uh, you know, basically like, I think people want to go to the theaters. People have had enough of streaming. They want to go to the theaters or let's go to the streamers. Enough, go to the theaters, enough streaming. People want to get off their asses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Sure. So um, I say... I'll stay on my ass. As if you stand in a theater? I don't understand. Yeah. So. I'm not doing, you know, uh, cardio at the theater. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they had like like little treadmills that you could. <laughs> Probably soon. You know, like walk, little walk, walking treadmills. Keto theater or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to that actually though, I can't forget. Who was it? I think. Might have been like Del Toro and uh, uh, what is that? Inaritu is that his yeah. last name? Um, in contrast to that, we're saying like the opposite. I saw an article of them being like, "Yeah, we don't really have a problem with streaming. We have a problem with quality content." Right. Like that's the bigger issue. They're like, we have a bigger issue with the fact that like there aren't original scripts and yep. that you know films are are you know they're getting remakes and all that crap and that garbage is being made and that uh you know filmmakers don't uh have any control because the studio houses are basically controlling everything they're like we don't really like streaming is streaming whatever and they made a good point on like a good movie is a good movie regardless on what platform you view it on right so you know a classic film is still the, the story still stands and the, per- the performances still stand on a laptop the way they do in a theater right. it's just more of like oh you know well, yeah you know. that's james cameron's more about spectacle so that is bit, you know him and, and nolan as well nolan not so much with spectacle but you know i don't have a problem with directors wanting their stuff to be in theaters that's fine but it's when you like have to hate on other things that doesn't like what's the point in that like, i just don't understand i well what it is is the denial of thinking that because i couldn't that if I couldn't stream this, that I would go to the movies to see it. It's like, no, because it's yeah. eventually available. And this is the argument we've always made, yep. which is like, if the purity is so important to you, then why do you release it on DVD? DVD. All right, Grandma. <laughs> when it, no, when it first started. Yeah, yeah. Like when it first started and they, because, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, yeah, like Tarantino the and them years and years ago, like, you know, where they've been saying this for the longest time. And then they, and then DVDs came out, right? And they were mm. like, all right, so we're going to release this. And it's like, well, I thought you wanted this in the theater. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, now we have Blu-rays and it, it looks even better and this and that. And it's like, okay, but that's still not the theater. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's VHS. The- How good did VHS have you? plopped a vhs in recently Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean it it looks we i have a 30 gallon bin of vhs's in the attic i would love to get i have 87 jackie chan movies on vhs (laughs) i would love to watch this literally almost that many and see what and actually we can't even really you can't match the quality because we were we were watching this on on a television 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we we would be still be watching that VCR through a, a, a 4K TV. Yeah. So it's not even fair. We would have to get a television, uh, a tubed television and hook that up to be like, just this is what we watched. Yeah. This is how it looked. Yep. You know what I mean? And that still looked way better in the theater 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, so if it's, it's really the about between, the quality, then yeah. why are you selling that movie to be, you know, yeah. wh- why is that being sold afterwards? If through your movie another... doesn't hold up on a TV at home, then yeah, what what do you, what what is, what are you really doing? Yeah. Then, Somebody you know? has to be ridiculous too and be like, well, you know, if you try to watch a movie on a phone, it's like, who said a phone? Nobody watches movies on their phones except like serial killers. Nobody sits down like a whole movie, that yeah. has the ability to watch a film through uh, various other, uh, you know, um, means. Yeah, but I mean, I was, oh, God, my brain shut up. Look, we just painted, <laughs> and uh, it is. Listen, Sherman Williams tangent side tangent. I don't know what you're putting in that paint. It smelled it like it's like straight formaldehyde. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. we're gonna be high for the rest of the day. My nose is burning. It's terrible. Stop doing that. Um, I meant, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the word. See, because the paint made me stupid. Other devices? Yes. <laughs> when you have choices, like there's no way someone, like the average person doesn't have access to it. At the very least, a tablet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one's watching movies on their phone. But then that becomes the argument. Like, well, you can't capture Avatar on a phone. Like nobody's watching Avatar on a yeah. phone. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to watch it on my about? TV. And uh, what it's are you going gonna to do look about good. It? Yeah. Nothing so anyway. It. So um, we uh, we watched we watched some some shows. Uh, it's been it was it's been like a tough week for been kind of busy. Um, we are currently in pre production. We'll talk about that probably in the next coming weeks as everything comes together. But we were like we had to scout our location, which we got very easily. We'll get into it later. But anyway, it's been a lot going on. Yes. So um, we had two shows that we watched. There's actually three shows, but the third one we're not going to talk about because we've agreed not to talk about things that really don't, you don't have nothing not much nice to say. to say. Like, I don't I don't really have very bad things to say. I just don't yeah. really have any good things to say. So yeah. it's like, why why yeah. get into that? Um, so, if you want to know what it is, just DM us. <laughs> so um, the, the, this, one of the shows that we watched was uh, uh, actually both shows were shows that uh, you watched through force, not like mm. aggressive force but i i didn't tell you we were watching them i just put it on and you were like all right i guess i'm i'm in for right. this adventure um and the first one was uh through hulu was uh chippendales um welcome to chippendales yes whatever um <laughs> everybody knows what it is and uh so uh obviously uh, uh nanjani kamal yeah played uh um soman was it Banerjee, right yeah he ended up um, changing his name to Steve, I think. Yeah, right. and uh, uh, or just go Murray Bartlett. Um, Jesus Christ, Annalee Annalee Ashford, who I always know from Masters of Sex. She's yeah, such a, she has like great. this really distinctive little like high pitched voice. She's really really good. I, I, she's really fun to watch. Juliette Lewis. Um, it, there's there's a ton of people in this, and not and and a lot of people that we don't really know necessarily. Um, Andrew, is it Rennell's? I mean, we know him, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, I think that's how you say his name. Um, there's tons of characters in this because you have a whole bunch of dancers and there's like auditioning. Yeah. So there's like so many oh, people. Oh, there are dancers. Oh, you're a dancer. Uh, but those were the those were the main people. And um, so you you didn't know anything about the story. Mm-hmm. I had seen 
two documentaries on this. So I, I already knew where it was going. I was just kind of in for the for the the, the shits and giggles and mm -hmm. performances and stuff like that. Um, I uh, oh uh, also uh, so it's a a right uh, the director was Richard Shepard. And then there were three other directors, uh, Nisha Ganatra, I believe, uh, Gwyneth Horder-Payton, and Matt Shackman. So got some ladies in there, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Writer, uh, Robert Siegel, K. Scott McDonald. Just, uh, it, that, that list goes on and on because people, like, write, they write one episode and yeah, so I'm yeah. not going to go down the whole list. But um, I have a massive uh, cringe meter when it comes to male strippers. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, which you can attest to. I um, not that I've stripped. I'm just watching. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? No, um, and I don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe I have. Uh, I uh, well, not that I. I really have an affinity for female strippers, but sure. uh, I have been to both a male and a female strip club. Um, I hung out with mostly guys through my teens. So, of course, I got dragged into strip clubs. I don't I still don't understand the straight man's mindset of going into a strip club and all having like boners <laughs> together. Yeah, but it's a little weird. You know, you're not gay. Uh, like, let's all let's all get horny together in each other's presence. Mm. I, I, I don't I don't understand it. Um, I, I've only been to like three female strip clubs and uh, it was the same one twice. And then I went to one that literally had lawn chairs and I was like, I'm not sitting on anything and I want I want out of here immediately. And it was like that thing where you're like, all right, all my guy friends are going in here. I guess I'll go in here with them. And, you know, it's it, the first time it's just like the curiosity of like what goes on in here. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to see this. It was pretty like standard i guess yeah. i know things go crazy in the back rooms i've not experienced those things um but like the female form i just think even as a as, as a straight woman is just more pleasant to look at uh in a g-string than the male i don't care how fit you are it's just when a man is gyrating in any outfit yeah it makes me laugh like I cannot, I don't have, I just, I can't. And then I went to uh, a, a, a male strip club. Um, I've never laughed that hard in my life. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't ask me to leave because I was, I mean, it is, first of all, if you think men are sexually aggressive, <laughs> like women are far worse. Mm. There were things going on there that I was like, listen, I did not sign up to experience this. It's <laughs> just like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? I think we're all just it's, crazy. It was uh it, it was like a like I don't know, like Caligula. It just <laughs> just uh not not for me. And just like the 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 more like the more ham the dancers went, the harder I laughed because things are flopping about. Yeah. Uh, it just looks so funny to me. Um, so there were definitely moments in this show that I, I had to turn my face because I was like, ew, ew, ew. I don't want to see that. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is and how attractive I find them. Like the second they start like pumping on oh, yeah. stage in unison with other men to music. <laughs> I can't. So this was, this was a weird watch. Yeah. This was a weird watch. 
Yeah, uh, but I was I was glad to see Kumal Nanjiani like spread his wings a bit mm-hmm. and play something a little more serious. Uh, and I thought he did a good job with it, you know. Um, yeah, we're always used to kind of like a, a sassy comedic. Yeah, like, he's always got like it. a, you know. And I know what you know. He did the the Marvel stuff, um, and so I like seeing him kind of do that because I I think he did a a good job with it. But I, I my favorite is still um, the who plays his wife Annalee, Annalee. Mm-hmm. like her ability to be funny and quirky but then also be serious and Mm -hmm. you know her ability to kind of shift tones like that so effortlessly i thought was was really really well done um yeah i didn't know the story at all and it's pretty crazy to think about how this phenomenon started it was just the story was going i had no idea literally had no idea Mm. i mean i figured it would be interesting otherwise you didn't think it would end with like murder yeah the whole like him because that's the thing right is that's the kind of if we get into the negative things about it is like I just didn't feel like the character was was written in a way that it was super believable that it maybe was uh, compared with you know that compared that on top of the fact that it was Kumal playing it who is normally like a lighthearted mm-hmm. kind of thing I guess um, so that when it, when it, it came to actually murder. I was just like, oh wow! I'm surprised he actually well, did he didn't it. And it's not actually commit. The yeah, murder. yeah. You know, once it once it went on, and and after the after it, I saw like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. But before, I was like, wow, I almost felt bad for him when his wife kind of like knew that he had something to do with it, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. I almost felt bad for him, but he did such a good job of playing that character where it was like this kind of like awkward standoffish, like doesn't really get social interactions very well you know yeah, like and the, I don't, the subtleties I don't, of that performance were really i don't well know done. how true to form that was to the yeah, actual person i'm not sure if they played that up or or what they did um i mean i remember you know because they don't really get into many details of someone's like in, in the documentaries it's more about the chippendale scandal they don't really go into his past much so um you know we, we have to assume they potentially took liberties with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a lot of cultures and, and especially in in, uh, in Asian culture, you know, it your your success and, and your commitment to your family is very big. So mm-hmm. I can probably assume that his mother was not excited about what he was doing, yeah. you know, and, and not uh, not helping with the family business. And, and then he was getting into all of this shit. Um you know, I thought I thought it started out really cool too because it just got right into like it was like the the origin story of this villain, right? Like mm-hmm. how it starts and 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 all of that. And again, we don't know how much of this was they took liberties with because yeah. I, you know, I mean, I watched the documentary, but like a while ago, I don't remember yeah. details to it. It was interesting to me because because I I I think about Playboy, right? And and you know, Playboy was started by like a dude who liked naked women, and it was like a whole thing. But he kind of just started Chipmadales on like a whim, just trying to make money. It could have been anything. Yeah. Right. You know, because it was originally a backgammon club he was trying like it so was that that big back then like oh, like know. people would play backgammon and <laughs> i don't know in a in a idea. a social setting yeah i, I thought mean, that I, was so strange yeah yeah i don't know it's it was very weird uh but some people showed up there but yeah it was just it was just interesting to see you know like he it got was... dragged to a uh, like to a gay club and then saw the reaction to like yeah. the cage dancers and yeah, stuff yeah. and was like eureka and that's what did it and uh but the 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 guy who played the choreographer 
I really liked his character too because mm-hmm. he towed the line with being like this kind of pretentious, almost asshole. But Nick then, Denoya. but then he also was very much into. He was very much an artist. Yeah, you know, he wasn't like he wasn't wrong. That's yeah, the thing. That's the like, thing. He his, wasn't yeah. wrong, and and as as the movie progressed and and or as the time progressed, his character kind of softened up a bit. Um, but uh, especially when you know, so I kind of like felt like I don't know. I kind of felt a little bit more for him uh, than I thought I would at the beginning, you know, if if something were to happen to him. Uh, Because he was... Nick Denoya? uh, Yeah, Nick Uh Denoya. Because it was like, you know, he his character had a little bit of an arc there. And I don't know if that's, you know, true to life or whatever. But um, I like the fact that, you know, you have this guy and and that's what they want to do i mean look they're in it for money and they're doing drugs and whatever but at the same time he he does he does put he does put care into it he does it, those routines that he's making he did actually yeah give a shit i mean about them, the reality know, is that steve Banerjee had a great idea but he could have never executed that idea without the choreography so yeah. in in a lot of in a lot of these types of stories where somebody tries to steal somebody else's thunder um nick's Nick was very much in, he was correct in that, like, this is a 50-50 thing, really, when you think about it, because you have nothing without me. And then Mm -hmm. I don't have a place, I don't have a place, I don't have a reason to create these routines if not for your place. So this is a 50-50 thing. And so I think, like, for for Steve Banerjee, it was just, like, the insecurity and the the the, yeah. the job insecurity and then also it starts to turn into greed right and you feel like you're being taken advantage well, of that was the thing like it wasn't enough for him to make the money he had to make sure everyone knew it was him it was him it was, yeah. the, it, was the, it was the uh the ego part of it although because like you could have just been like who cares if if they think nick's the man behind it it's like as long as the well, money keeps rolling see, in here's you know the what I mean? thing that i can kind of understand not enough for murder by any means well but it, i did think that can, that but, was kind of messed up like yeah. they both should have been on those shows yeah. and it, or he should have at least been like oh i'm the choreographer i do all the routines because really who cares who owns it right they yeah. want to know who's making the magic so yeah. they would have they would have only really cared about what nick denoya did anyway yeah. but I, but they, I thought the fact that he didn't even mention his existence and mm-hmm. made it seem like he was the he was the money and the brains behind it was kind of like yeah. all right. <laughs> he didn't deny it. Like I don't I don't know what happened in real life, but in the show anyway, it wasn't like he went out of his way, but he didn't deny that he was it. And he just you know he wasn't he didn't actually say that he ran it, he owned it or anything. He just never yeah. corrected anybody. I think if it's if if there if isn't that much it better, was but... written uh, correctly and 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 honestly, then you know I think it's safe to say that that Banerjee just had like a weird social construct. Yeah. And so, having been on the show, we saw the experience. Like he doesn't know how to talk to people, so it's it was kind of a catch twenty two, right? Because it's like he wanted the fame and fortune, but he was an awkward person, so mm-hmm. he didn't know how to really express that and yeah. be in the public eye. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought the show was like way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Juliet sure. Lewis is like we've said this before. You you have a thing about Juliet Lewis. You don't really care for her, but. I think she's just insane, and I love her. And everything. Yeah, she's you're getting Juliet Lewis. You know what I mean? She like Every nobody, nobody can like. It's, yeah, but look, nobody she's not Juliet bad. Like, Lewis she, is. Like if Juliet she's upset Lewis. or crying, I believe that that emotion is happening at that time. She does her job as an actor, but I feel like well, she's always getting like. There's not a lot of range. Right. I I, I agree that she's she's not a a character. She actor. doesn't turn me off 
as much as I as she used to in terms of wanting to watch something. I mean, I you know what it is? like I don't know. I just but I You been... look at like uh, uh yellow jackets, you look at this. You, I mean, it's all it's the same character. Yeah, I've been watching. Yes, she she plays an edgy she always kind of plays like an edgy off the rails character in some way or another. She yeah. plays variants of that though. It's not the same character. She plays variants of crazy. And I think that there's a lot of actors out there that honestly give you the same oh, character every time and she's not that. I think she's more versatile in that. I just think that I her think actual yeah. personality is so over the top that she can't tone that down. Yeah. She's not like she's not um she doesn't know how to rein that in as an actor enough to not have that peek through. So you always kind of get, like I said, mm -hmm. nobody can Juliet Lewis like the like Juliet Lewis. I don't think they ask her when she goes off the rails. She just knows how to do that because yeah. she's really like when she's at the gate. Like we, and they, she's they, just you know accusing what you're him. When you cast her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's accusing him. Like I don't think you need to direct her. You're just like, we need somebody mm -hmm. who is like unhinged but in a contained way and it's like Juliet Lewis like she'll give that to you mm -hmm. she'll play the character but then when it's time for her to go ham she does and in a way that only she can so yeah. and I've also been watching her since she was very young like I, I might the first thing I watched her in was Cape Fear that mm -hmm. I recall watching her in which she was I think 17 when she was in that and she did an for a 17 year old she did an yeah. amazing job I know you haven't seen Cape Fear no you really should. It's a very good come movie. Come out, come out wherever, wherever you are. are. And and not for De Niro, I'm going to be honest. I, De Niro, I was like, I'm like, whatever. Um, but she does such a good job. The one issue I do have with that movie, though, is the finger part with De Niro because she was under it. So she was emancipated uh, as a teenager so that she could work longer hours. Um, and uh, there's a scene in the movie that I'm still like, she was 17, yeah. guys. If you ever watch it, I won't. Yeah. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> I don't like that whole let's not tell somebody we're going to do something thing. I don't like that. You know, like if like I was... in the film? Yeah, like, like on like, set. Okay, yeah. Where so, like, like not, a, a not director, and, yeah. and this has happened many times, and it's always with Especially men. Especially back in the day. It's it always with men. Older men, younger. Yeah, always with men and stuff. younger girls that Gross. it's like the director and the lead, they, they're in cahoots about some disgusting, perverted thing they're going to do and not tell the actress. And it's like, fuck that. You know, <laughs> like, that is not okay. Um, but anyway, that's why I always kind of like, I give her... Her, I don't mean, look, you know, Gilbert Grape, she she knows how to yeah. do a really sweet character. Like she can do a sweet character. Um, Dust Till Dawn, she was kind of like innocent but badass at the same time. Yeah. Whiplash, she played the asshole and she was the best asshole, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy her. And so I was excited that she was in this. And especially in the beginning parts when she's trying to get Nick's attention. You know, yeah. in the club, it's just like just failing miserably with yeah. him. Um, but also just like um, where that goes, you know, because he is gay or at least bisexual, I guess. Uh, I don't know how much participation he had in their arrangements in the bedroom mm. with other people. But, you know, I think she felt she she did have a love for him. And so it was like yeah. she was kind of left behind. Um, but his death was pretty gruesome. And yeah. um I knew what, what was happening and you were like, you just went, whoa, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it does go there. Yeah. Um, but the most, I think like the, and, and this part is true. And I think the most impactful uh, scene for me was the very end. His decision was, I mean, it, it's, 
I wouldn't say it was a good idea, but it was just such a testament to his love for Irene. Was it Irene? Mm. I want to say the character's name. His wife's name was Irene. Um, And making sure that she was taken care of, like, because that would be that was the ultimate failure for him was that he his actions would have meant that his wife got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, obviously we, sp- massive spoilers because we are reviewing, but, um, I just like, I don't, I don't know that I remembered that part. Like it wasn't a complete surprise to me, but like, I remembered once he was in jail, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. He died and not from natural causes. Yeah. Uh, that's like kind of a really, uh, that's a tough decision to make. Yeah, it's but such a selfless act, it but got, then it's like from somebody who... From selfish acts. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> it's a selfless act due to a selfish act. So it's hard to give him much credit mm-hmm. because he did kind of put he literally put himself in that position. Yep. But also at the same time, you know, it's like shit. He he really did just want to make sure that she was okay. Also the guy that like was just just like riding his crotch the whole time yeah. that that henchman. sold him out. That whole scene, like yeah. I was like, how did he I, I think Again, you have to maybe go with the, his lack of social cues because it's like, how did you not know you were yeah. being set up? Yeah. The minute you think you're being set up, you just turn it. You say, no, it was your idea to kill him, remember? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, if that's literally all he had to do. Yeah. If he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. But he just was so... I but think, he knew. He knew if he got him angry, he would, yeah, you know. Yeah. So that was smart on his point part if that's how it indeed went down. But who knows? Yeah, but it was just, it was so In real life, it was probably just like this boring conversation that they had. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they must have really wanted to get him. They set up a whole town in another country yeah, to right. like play. That's insane. They, they, got, they got everyone to Shutter Island, this yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Like, this is kind of, you know, involved for, for like, a, the mur- I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to like diminish it, but it's like, you think of how many people were murdered in the city. You know what I mean? It's like one guy yeah. gets murdered and like we got this whole elaborate well, it's setup. High, high profile, right? Because yeah. it's a, busy, uh, a business that is popular. Yeah, but still, like, I, I mean, like the choreographer most- for Chippendales, it's not like, you know, this was like a triple homicide. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I thought it was well, kind of crazy. His partner had a lot of money, so he probably had a lot of political sway. I guess, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it was it was a really good show and and I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, to I, say the least. I enjoyed it. It's not without its issues, but I was again I was glad to see Kumail stretch, stretching his his acting wings and and I think Anna Lee and Nick Denoya did a great job and um, yeah, it was worth the watch. Yeah. So um, this this was the week of of biopics, if you will. Yeah, bio series. <laughs> it wasn't planned that way. It just happened to be. So, as per usual, we absolutely hate watching things week to week, with the exception of like certain big shows that come out that are going to get ruined. I'm really I'm I'm torn with Servant because people love to put shit on TikTok now and I have stuff. To watch and I'm the like, Last of Us yeah, too. the Last of Us we're going to have to do week, week to week. week. And I'm thinking we might have to do that with Servant because people are going to ruin this shit for me. And I'm going to be really pissed off because Servant, right? Servant like dipped a little bit for me, I think in the second season. Yeah. And then the last season one was, was really good. good. And it ended on a, a cliffhanger. So I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I don't want that getting ruined. Mm-hmm. So we may have to. Well, just don't talk to your mom. I know, my mom. So I... <laughs> I hadn't gotten through. Actually, we hadn't even started it. Lies. We hadn't even started the uh, the last season. Mm-hmm. And 
she's talking to me about it and she's like uh you watch servant right i'm like yeah i was like i i, I have to get on the other way. and then i'm not here like i guess not paying attention to that goes i wonder if she's dead and i was like you fucking yeah. asshole i was like are you kidding me right now it's just like, oh, I thought you watched it. I was like, no. So I had to go. And that happens in the last. The last scene of the last, the last episode. episode. And no, I didn't spoil this for you because we've reviewed this. And you know that we talk about shit on the show. We yeah. review things. So um, and so I had to sit through every single one of those episodes knowing <laughs> that some at some down. point she was going to fall down those fucking stairs. And of course, I didn't want to ruin it for you. So like when it happened, yeah. I was like. I didn't really get to be too shocked because I I knew that that was going to go down. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I can't talk to anybody. Um, we we dove into uh, George and Tammy. Didn't want to do this week to week, so I was waiting for it to be over. And uh, look, you know, I, I I I'm a massive fan of Michael Shannon. We've seen him uh, on live on on stage, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, he just has he has such a he's a, an actor that honestly I. He ha- he obviously has range, but there's there's something about his speech and his face where he can't you can't give him just anything, right? It's not like it's not like a Hoffman or an Oldman where like they change their expression and they yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's not a chameleon in that way. Um, there's always this like underlying kind of moody, sarcastic. Yeah. Like he's just he can't get rid of it. Um, but it's in the best way. Like, you know, yeah. he, I love watching his performances, but I, I've actually heard people say like, oh, I feel like he plays the same character. I'm like, I don't. I just think like kind of with Juliette Lewis, it's like mm. there's always this villainous type of yeah. undertone. Yeah, it's, to, very, it's similar to Juliette Lewis. But for me, I feel like he's able to dig deeper into yes, those and yes, find he, more, he is, more more of a variety within what he's doing. Yeah, I, I do think he absolutely has because more Because he does, he does go out of that. You know, there's scenes when he gets loud and goes crazy and shoots things and and you know all that stuff so yeah so um this is starring jessica chastain michael shannon obviously steve zahn david wilson barnes uh walton goggins who i'm always like the django mm-hmm. I, that guy's always the django to me um so this was directed by john hillcote uh there were uh, numerous writers numerous writers yeah. i think mary castellanos wrote uh and logan uh, faust faust georgette jones who was the daughter their daughter who yeah. wrote the book yeah so yeah. and uh uh had a lot abe sylvia i believe also they had like six episodes they were like they had their hands on a lot of those episodes not just one each mm-hmm. or something um and i like that that she was involved in it you yes because you always like like with chippendales you're always like is like, this true did yeah, this happen was, like, you know usually in that sort of thing they would want to paint their parents or whatever in the best light but this mm-hmm. does not do that <laughs> yeah or but a lot of productions wouldn't even ask right they'd just yeah, be like just we're gonna tell it. the yeah. story and we're so gonna I appreciate take the, liberties the, i mean it must have been tough i don't know her life story or what kind of relationship she actually had with with her parents but mm-hmm. you know it must have been tough to kind of have to you know write the book and then go through the movie and 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 explain you know all these scenes and, and be part of that process yeah. I mean, it might have been who knows it might have been um it might have been therapeutic but so you you knew the name Tammy Wynette, I knew but you who couldn't Tammy name a, was. a song, and you didn't know about well, no, George knew, Jones. Every, everybody knows the you know "Stand by Stand Your Man," by so I knew that, and I knew Tammy Wynette sang that. George Jones, no idea. No idea. No idea he even even existed. <laughs> How wonderful! Yeah. Um, uh, but I I appreciate 
So with this sh- with this show, I I really appreciate the fact that it was them singing. Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon is someone who I prejudged because I, I never in a million years would think that he could sing. Mm. You know, because he's got this kind of low, gro- grovelly voice that you know whatever, and then he can just sing, and you're like, oh, all right, get up there too. So. Uh, I was impressed with that. Um, I, I feel like I knew Jessica Ch- Chastain could sing. I feel like she's done that in something else, but um, mm. but yeah, she was. Uh, I appreciate that they that they actually they actually sung in that. Well, I mean, it would have been awful to watch people yeah, like yeah. lip syncing. You know, it just never. It just never. Never. Well, no, but yeah, yeah. You know that it was their their actual voices. Yeah, well, like in uh, Walk the Line, yeah, Reese Witherspoon and Joaquin Phoenix. You know, it's it's just it adds a, a, a an just an authenticity and and it's it's more it's just watchable that way. I think mm-hmm. when you, um, I mean, we know what you can because ultimately find it out lip synced, but just to their own to voice. their own voices. Yeah. yeah, but there's a there's something more natural about. But then that. there are moments where they're just like singing a cappella in right. a bus or something, and it's like you need that to be their yeah. actual voice. Yeah, I um my. Biggest complaint about this was uh, Steve Zahn's beard and wig. Yeah, not good. I don't know. I don't. Did we run out? Did yeah, we run out few, of the budget? I had a few I mean, issues with what? this show, but oh, you did. Yeah. Oh. So my biggest issue was the whole first couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all? Especially the first one because I felt like it was just like boom, here we are, <laughs> and you know that that scene at the kitchen table, um, when Tammy Wynette's husband at the time mm-hmm. who we find out later actually they aren't even married but legally legally um that whole scene is like you want to f- sleep with my wife and he's like i'd like to and then i like how you like, were about to say the word <laughs> and then you were like oh i'm gonna be pg about this yeah. you want to f- sleep with my wife <laughs> <laughs> well it's just you know i got some class i gotta bring the class to this program <laughs> but it's like about you know and then he's like i'd like to and then he like flips the table over and then he's like, don't you love me? Come with me. And I'm like, you just met like, what is happening? Like, well, they had, well, no, cause they, that, look, I just their, felt, their love I, I felt was like unhinged was... and quick. The first, that happened very often at the end. I suppose, time. but it just, I don't know. It just, this, how things were happening so fast. And I felt like we were kind of lingering on moments that it didn't, it's not that I didn't care about those moments, but I felt like there was more important moments. I would have liked to have mm. been, involved you know scene or i think would have added more to the story in my opinion um and so that kind of like took me out and it took me a while to get in and then but then the, the the second half of the series was way better in my opinion i felt like you know once we established their relationship it, it and, and it gave bit... me a couple of episodes to to kind of be in that world like yeah you know the whole thing of like how there i think there was something i think there's a great story in there about how she totally looked up to this guy he was a mm-hmm. god at the time mm-hmm. a country you know he was slipping i guess or just starting to at that time according to the film or show um but there's something about like idolizing somebody and then actually being in a position to like play with them and like actually be involved with them in a in a you know in a in a more than friend way i guess or whatever and so i think that them skipping all just right over that in in like you know 10 minutes that whole thing takes place so yeah. for me it seemed it's, it seemed so abrupt and so it didn't really lend any weight to the relationship mm-hmm. until a few episodes in when they when they had gone through shit and you know over and over again and so it I just started too quick for me i can see that it does rush right into it but part of me kind of appreciates that they just got into the story because the story really wasn't about their lives before she, he's meeting. crazy yeah but she seemed a little more level-headed it, it was about 
them crashing into each other's yeah. lives and then the drama of Tammy and George. You know what I mean? So, but I agree that I think maybe I could have lived with one more episode and the first episode being the relationship between Tammy and her husband at the time um, and what he did, that he was a writer he was a composer writer mm-hmm. right and that and then like seeing her pine over him a little bit more like if she had been singing his songs or you know what i mean that you're like oh she has an infatuation with this guy yeah. and then going to the show yeah and being like there you know we start yeah. here she meets yeah. him so i think maybe yeah like i can see how just the, but just a little bit more i don't think i need no, i don't think we needed a whole backstory on how no I george don't think so got either, to but be like george. A, another episode of of showing how much he meant to her mm-hmm. and then how even if it even if they got together quickly just showing like what that does to their lives and and what that does to her and him and and all this stuff and so like i don't know it would have been it would have been my, but hey if that's how it happened that's how it happened my biggest issue their um, life isn't very cinematic <laughs> <laughs> my biggest issue and it wasn't with the show it was with just the reality of the fact that like she just up and left those other kids yeah right like I mean, you know, look, you're putting it out there. So it, this is private business that you're putting out there. So I'm, I'm going to talk about it. But, you know, I'm not saying she seemed like a very nice person, but I just found it so cold in a way because her husband was not the greatest guy, obviously. Um, and uh, although he wasn't as abusive as any oh other God. guy that she was with, but like, Seriously. you know, he wasn't the nicest person, but it's like, I, I didn't know... Like, how long was she raising his boys? Right. And, the, and then his daughter was her backup singer. So it's like, you just straight up left this girl yeah. that But that's the thing. In real life, who knows? You. Maybe they maybe they did continue a relationship. Maybe she did continue a relationship with those daughters and talk I to them. I don't know. I, that, I so wish we, don't, we knew we that. We don't really know. Yeah. It did, that's not how it was portrayed. It seemed right. like, you know, she because they, they did mention his daughter at the very end that she continued on. And I was like, oh, good for her because yeah. I felt bad for her. Also, because the only way that Tammy was able to do her thing was because they used her as the babysitter. Yeah. So I'm like, this girl's just been raising these kids and not being able to. So I I really felt bad for the kids because I was like, oh, my God. Now they're stuck with him who's like angry. Right. He's even angrier because his wife got taken by him. So I was like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But. But the, um, you know, the there. I think what's very interesting about it is their just their relationship and how it sort of endured over time this this love they have for each other you know like this you know they've been through it all seen it, it had, all he's yeah. not some fucking angel it obviously had this he's Desi got his Lucille Ball thing yeah, going he's on got, they never he's got he's got serious problems and he yeah. did abuse her and and there was a lot going on there but I think I think this is a case where no abuse obviously is is acceptable but I feel like there's more to it than that you know, he needs well, to, like, you know, well, he, he was I'm not having psychotic of, breaks. So yeah. let's, I mean, that was the thing we were talking about. Like is, when Steve Zahn's character, he's just her, a fucking asshole. <laughs> he just, he, he physically, he wanted to cause, soberly yeah. cause her pain and was angry and couldn't control it. Whereas like Doug, jo- Doug Jones, George, <laughs> George, George, I think Doug Jones is like a fucking horrible politician, but George Jones was like, uh, he did the same thing, he but he he wasn't aware. And again, that's no excuse. No. He needs to be no. held accountable for it just as much as the other guy. But I feel like from an emotion, from strictly an emotional standpoint, I think that's yeah. kind of why she was able to kind of like 
kind of forgive that a little bit because she understand he was suffering and that was a result of it. Again, her, not to... Her, her last husband also called George. Um, he, like... Him, I don't understand why she continued, why she stayed with him. I mean, I would assume it was like the safety of it all and the fact that she knew he was going to take care of her. Well, he had been managing both of them. He had started with managing both of them. Because, you know, from what the show, you know, he was good at what he did, you know, seemed to be anyway. Like he did care about getting her shows and, you know, doing all this sort of stuff. But he just wanted. But then also how, like, if that's your bread and butter, like, Why, you're you literally know. killing her. Yeah. You're assisting her in yeah. in in her addiction. So it was just like, like, of all people. But then, I mean, for him, it was more the selfishness, right? Because if he, her, her connection to him, she stayed with him because he doped her up, yeah. essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and he didn't she didn't want everyone, anyone, anyone to know. To know. So and he was so using that, that as was, leverage. Yeah, I guess. So I guess then... I guess we know why she did stay. But then what a cruel irony that at the end of her life, her daughter would then write a book that would air all of those grievances. Yeah. And now there's a show showing her drug addiction <laughs> like she tried so hard to hide that from everybody. And, yeah. it, you know, it still got aired. But um, like, yeah, it, for but me, I don't especially think, at least like for me, I don't think this does getting chased through the house with a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, like you can, I can say that I have love for you and you need help, but like I don't know how cool we're gonna be after that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, like it did. There's just there's a limit. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, like George was absolutely an un- an unhinged character. I think what make made him slightly redeeming was that he owned it. Yeah. Right. Like you see a lot of people like that, right, that they're abusive to their a spouse. Tortured artist, you know, he's, yeah. the, he's the ultimate tortured artist. Right. But like a lot of them will be abusive to their spouse and then just have it be misogynistic. Right. Like, yeah, I'm the man and this and that. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, oh, I'm fucked up in the head. That's why I do these things. You know, it's yeah. like he was aware that he yeah. had issues. Um, not that that made that any better, but, it, you know, their their love was problematic. So it's like you you felt bad rooting for them because you're like this is so toxic yeah this is a very toxic relationship but at the end of the day it was what it was you know um i i I don't know i mean he michael shannon's performance was really good as was jessica chastain i think the the thing that i that i that sold it the most for me was that i believed them yeah. Like I obviously I know this is Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain playing characters, but they embodied those characters yeah. and I believed their love. And this is the part of uh, it, it's it's uh, uh, the aspect in, in acting that is very, very difficult to pull off. You know, when you know, like this is Michael Shannon, but then. He's playing this character, and you like you kind of forget it's Michael like, Shannon well, at first. Not even so bit, much, not rather. even so much that, because it's like yes, I know they're playing characters. Obviously, he's got like sideburns, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, her, she's got nine pounds of Aquanet in her hair, and so it's like I know that, but it's these moments where you're watching it and you're like, Jessica, Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon have a thing for each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're like, it's just there's just too much emotion there. Like, were they banging? <laughs> like were things happening behind the scenes but then you want you know you see something like um oh god what was it was that marriage thing yeah that but I, I don't want to say marriage story because that's not the name of it that yeah. that show that with the scenes hbo with the scenes from a marriage right where you're like you know you're watching them off cover because they're friends mm-hmm. you know and uh they're very touchy uh, mm-hmm. their spouses are very secure let me tell you they're partners because uh those two are close um and 
it's just like it was those those moments when they would kiss each other right where he would go to kiss her and then she didn't know that he was trying to kiss her and so then she would go back in but he would move away but then he would go back it's those moments that happen in life right it's like those peck 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 pecks where it's not all about you know like swallowing each other's faces what yeah. actually sells that that uh, that sexuality and that that uh, attraction intimacy, yeah. is, and that intimacy is those little things it's the mm-hmm. way you know you look at each other when you're holding a look and those little pecks and if she puts her hand on his face or like cleans his face a certain way those moments are the ones that sell and those are the hardest to do because that's that's very very intimate mm-hmm. And you don't think to do that with somebody that you don't feel that way with. I think like that I would struggle more having to uh, perform and sell that I am truly in love with somebody than you do a sex scene, right? Because it's just like, look, we go through the motions, one, two, three. There's nothing sexy about this. There's people watching us. It's choreographed. You just, you know, swallow each other's faces, hump and pump, and the scene is over. And it's just like, whatever. But to have to be intimate in a moment with somebody else. That's so weird because I'd be like, this is not, this is not my tuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to maybe clean that boogie from your nose because why would I do that with you? You know what I mean? But for the person that you're with, you're like, you don't even think twice to just yeah. like kind of like cram your finger in there and be like, oh, yeah. you got something there. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like when she was uh, cutting his hair and she was like mm-hmm. running her fingers through his hair and he just was so enamored with her. That's why they're pros. I'm saying it's it's something I I don't think I've ever seen from Michael Shannon, right? Because he's Mm. always like I think of him in like Revolutionary Road, where he's like flying off the handle. I think him of him in uh, Superman. um, (laughs) No, um, the water. He played the boss, you know. I think of things like that, and we we saw him in the play in the play that we saw him in. He was in a he was a curmudgeon. Um, Was it Take Shelter? Yeah. With Jessica Chastain, again, you know, kind of like this paranoid character. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't think I've ever seen him be like Randy and like playful in that way. Emotional in that way. Yeah. yeah. And it was just kind of it was nice to see. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. the, The And then like just that the scene at the hospital. I managed to get through that whole show without getting like teary, but that scene in the hospital when he starts singing to her and I'm like, oh God. And I didn't know where it went. I thought that she would pass, but I'm like, I don't feel like this is it. I think she wakes up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just like, I don't know like if this is really the end, but um, I was kind of curious about his wife because I'm like, you know, he he'll never love you the way he loves her, right? (laughs) Her husband, her husband, we were like, yeah, he knows that. And he's fine with that. Yeah. He's fine with never well, being. He's not fine with it, but he's. Well, yeah, no, he's, he has he, to be. Yeah, he's yeah. he's willing to take her in whatever way he can. Yeah. Whereas, just like his wife was, just like man, if she was actually a you know a nice person, I'm like you're. I hate to say it, but like you could do better, right? Yeah. Because like, this man is always going to be invested in her. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, it seemed like such a. Um, you know, this kind of like love enduring over time, even if the love changes, right? You know, it goes from more of an intimate love to more of like a intimacy intimacy and then but then it turns to more of like a respectful love you know sort of thing and there is some sort of intimacy at the end if you know depending on how you know but it's not like at the beginning you know and so um because too much shit has happened that's the honeymoon period of your life right when you haven't really faced adversity as a couple i feel like that's kind of the the drawing point of the story right where they kind of had they've had this connection and I feel like that's 
that's a very kind of um that's a very kind of like um uh, uh as- aspirational thing that a lot of people feel like you know seeing that like oh yeah maybe people can defy adversity and still kind of come at the other end somewhat okay i don't know that you they know? did well yeah that's i mean thi- she was worse for wear and you know and then you but know not this because goes, of him no well emotionally i emotionally, think yes for sure, 100%, emotionally yeah i, think I just meant that, like her like physical condition like i i loved the lines uh, and i i don't i don't remember it so it's not verbatim but like basically uh what she was saying like you're trying to you're trying to kill my love for you or so yeah. you know where it was like because there's just so much a person can take mm-hmm. And then there's no turning back, right? Like mm-hmm. once somebody, once somebody that you trust, regardless of their state of psychosis, chases you around the house with a shotgun, mm-hmm. something dies there yeah. that you can never get back because it's like, well, I never pictured you yeah. doing that to me. So now that that's done, it changes the love. The love is still there, but it changes the yeah. love. And so it was almost like it's, it's really yeah. And she it's... had to leave so that she could still have love for him because if she stayed, she would have hated him mm-hmm. like she did her last husband. Yeah, right. That was just she stayed and hated every second of it. And she didn't even want him to touch her. Yeah. But um, it, it was kind of ironic that the only way for her to remain in love with George was to leave him. Yeah, and it's an interesting kind of um, look into addiction and like the you know i don't think you can doubt that he does love her but mm-hmm. it's easy to say like well if he'd love her he she, he would stop drinking but it's like that's the thing right that's the that's the addiction that people normally he, he did eventually he was people. eventually sober but eventually it was too yeah late. yeah but it was too late but it's like it's interesting to see that portrayed in a in a in a way like this because they usually don't i don't know i don't usually buy it but in this i did where it was like I knew that he loved, I felt like he loved her, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't deal with his addiction. Uh, and that kept getting in the way. But like, if he were to stop drinking, like when he was sober, he was a great yeah. father and husband. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, yeah. you know, he wasn't like beating his kids or whatever, you know, he he seemed to enjoy how, and that was always, and that was always the problem, right? Is that he was so horrible when mm-hmm. he was drunk but so lovely well, when also wasn't. because you're dealing with being drunk and psychosis you know yeah. so it's like the worst combination is when you have yeah. mental health issues and then you're using some kind of substance which is going to enhance that paranoia yeah. which is why he would get that way yeah. um and, and i loved his little um knock on like you know when they cut to like you know the ni- 80s or 90s i forget what um i think it was the 90s and uh you know he's in the radio interview and he's like yeah country music today is just like pop music yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah i mean i just and the, oh go ahead. no go ahead i was gonna say that the thing that i i never really thought about but this kind of like really shined a light on and i really appreciated was like how literal songs were <laughs> you know yeah, it's they, like it was just like reading a letter yeah it was there was music. some poetry involved but it was literally just like finding a tune in just the words that you're thinking you know like i love this person and they left me and now i'm you know and it was like very little it was, it was very was less, literal i mean there there was the rhyming aspect yeah, but it was more sure. and about it was, and it was finding a melody and all that stuff but yeah. it was like it was really i was like oh man they're just they're just singing what exactly what, what they, they feel yeah. Yeah, and what they've experienced versus like my god a truck I got a well, beer. Not only that, but like everything now is so. That's it. It's like I got a truck and I got a beer. Yeah, but well, no. There's it's just... literal songs that it's that it's about nothing, and that's my issue with with 
with well, modern I, country is that the song well, first country, of all yeah. they all sound the same now right there's no like there's yeah. there's no originality to it everything sounds the same it's the same as pop music right you follow the schematics mm-hmm. and you you know you, that's your pop same song with, most and, music, with, with a lot of music genres. yeah well well current stuff i think that you know you knew the difference between one rock band to another in the 70s you know what i mean and and same thing with country like dolly parton didn't sound like Bonnie Raitt and, you know, uh, 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 Emmylou Harris and all that stuff. You know, everyone had their own sound, whereas, like, now Mm -hmm. everything is just, like, what's going to sell, make it sound the same, that's what people like. And I've listened, I've I've been somewhere and they've had a country station on, and I'm listening to a song and I'm like, this entire song is about the bed of this guy's truck and the the six-pack of beers that he's got, a flannel shirt and his favorite hat. This is a song, this is the song. There's absolutely no truth or emotion to it. It's just twang 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 yeah. twang and it's obnoxious so it's like i i'm not a big country fan i do like bluegrass i'm a big bluegrass fan but i if i have to listen to country i can certainly listen to like 70s country even some 80s but like once we start hitting the 90s like once like cyrus is in there i'm like i'm yeah. out once we hit like the billy ray cyrus i, I can't do that but i was I, I was raised with some country music and older country music and um you know you just like there there was definitely more originality it was writing a song you wrote a song yeah back then where now yeah you, there was this when you're, they you're jumped writing... to the 90s she was doing a, a music video oh God, that was yeah. very like poppy right and it was i think it was the daughter or whatever was just like what is this yeah and they're like we got to stay current yeah i mean and that's I, who wrote the book was that that daughter the with da- the, that yeah. he sits down Georgette. with at the yeah yeah georgette um, um and that was a nice moment with her and her dad that they were sitting there yeah like i mean you the knew it, there was no denying johnny cash when yeah. Johnny Cash came on, you're like, that's Johnny Cash. That's Johnny Cash's voice. Like, you mm. know, there was just a time when there there was there there was just there's more talent to it. Yeah. It, it kind of did die. So, yeah, I, I when he kind of took that dig, I was like, I totally <laughs> I, I see why he felt that way. Um, watching the evolution of their fashion was also astounding. Yeah. Um, God, we really took a dip in the 90s. Like the 70s were crazy. For men, no. I didn't like the style for men in the 70s, but there were mm-hmm. some there were some outfits and there were some styles, uh, especially like hair and some of the dresses for women in the 70s that just worked. I liked it. Yeah. Um they they were still really pretty, but god, like once the giant sequins heart earrings with the the dangling bedazzle things came out, everything was just sequins. It was like, what happened? Yeah. What's happened? Fun times. Fun times. Um I think uh, also I, I appreciated them sort of, uh, you know, touching on the subject of like what would happen to a woman gynecologically at this time where it's just like yeah. you could wake up and be like, listen, we performed a hysterectomy. Yeah. I didn't feel the need to consult with you. We just did what we were going to do. Yeah. Uh, and that is unfortunately that was a, a, a reality. And um, a woman went through a lot. I felt really bad for she her. She did, yeah. I felt yeah, really bad a, for her. A whole lot. And you know, you know that a performance is good when you can go like, well, I've never really been invested in Tammy Wynette's life, right? Like if this hadn't been made, I wouldn't be like, I wonder what Tammy Wynette's life was like. But it's that, you know, it's like the moment to just sit down and be like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to dive into somebody's life that I maybe really didn't have an interest in. And then yeah. you're kind of like, oh, wow, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you are going to sit down and love their music now all of a sudden, but you can kind of appreciate um, the lengths that people had to go to, to, to become famous or to, to hit this, you know, the, the charts and be at the top of the charts like that. Yeah. Um, it was really good. It was really good. Like I said, I, I bought their love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I didn't necessarily buy 
Reese Witherspoon and Joaquin Phoenix's love in Walk the Line. In Walk the Line. Like they did they did a good job, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like I didn't it felt like a performance. I didn't really believe it. Yeah. But these two together, like they just they were really, really natural. And it was good good casting. Yeah. They did a good job. Um, that's it. I don't know what's going on. A shout out to MoGraph. To MoGraph. Um, I don't know what's going on next week or what we're watching. Like I yeah. said, we are in pre-production, so we will we will have an episode where we get into all of that as everything falls together. Um, I'm a little weary because we've never had a we've never had a set fall together this quickly. So I'm what's going just on? Just waiting for something. I'm just to waiting happen. for the other shoe to drop. Something. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen I was because gonna say that I was gonna use that how? expression. <laughs> how? How? Yeah. Am we'll I gonna see. am I gonna something contract malaria two weeks before yeah. we film or something? Like something crazy is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because usually it's chaotic and it's months and months of like, oh no, what do we do? Oh no, what do we yeah. do? Yeah. Um, so hopefully things will uh, remain. We do have to do uh, Kickstarter or Indiegogo, whatever we decide to do. Yeah. So that's gonna be a whole other experience. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite part of making films. This is my no. least uh, pre-production is my least favorite part. I don't mind pre-production. It's the uh, it's the the Kickstarter stuff. I don't like that. Well, that's part of pre-production. Yeah. It's fundraising and I just hate being like, hey, look how cool we are. Give us money. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, but we're, you gotta do what you gotta do. We still have very very. Um, I mean, our goals are are minimal compared yeah. to. Yeah, a lot of it. it's yeah. a short film. It's not again, like we're asking for fifty grand or something. No, but uh, you know, anything is. It's still asking for money. It's weird, but like you know, we're trying not to like bleed out all of our savings on 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 the film, and we obviously put our money into it as well. So, oh yeah, um, this is going to be like we started this shoot off like oh we could do this for like less money, and then we're like oh this is going to cost pretty much the same yeah. as a vital sign did, and it's going to be five minutes shorter than that. So well, it's different. Well, I mean, we'll get more into it when we get closer, but there's it's a little bit different. But yeah, yeah. So um, can you make any more noise? Sorry. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to kick before yeah. we close out the episode, sir? Yeah. Are you good? You better hope that gets picked up, or they're going to be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> She's such a twat. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna say our goodbyes. We're gonna go look at that room and see if we have to do a second coat, and I'm praying that we don't. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.